Now, out of the the rest of the recruits that are out there that aren't committed in the 2022 class, what would be y'all's top five personally that you think would be the best gets for FSU and, and their needs? You know, I, I may be wrong for saying this, but I don't really care. Um, you know, I, I, I've been around the block a little <laughs> bit longer than y'all. So, the, you know, while they're at it, just legalize marijuana. And, and let 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 these let these kids what be college football players, you know. You know, man, they should, they should Justin, be you worried about my clickbait? Man, I got it this week, baby. <laughs> they they legalize drugs for college football players. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dolls. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear. Presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Fleckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I could, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. We are here on this wonderful Thursday evening. As you can see, I am just with one partner this tonight. I'm left with one, one of my good friends here, Dustin. We sometimes like to kill each other every other day, but that, that's what makes the relationship fun. D. Lou, lead writer and editor, is with us this evening. We've got a ton to talk about, D. Lou. I mean, it is buzzing right now. Tons. Next I mean, it is craziness, but how you doing? Um, I'm, you know, not my not my favorite Thursday that I've ever had, you know, as I've communicated with you throughout the day. Uh I lost power about nine AM. Finally got it back close to five PM and then I had some internet troubles. So it's been a really interesting day and I've just, you know, kind of rolled with the punches. Yeah, I've been uh, texting you since the beginning of that, and we've been talking, and we're trying to get all prepared for football season ahead. And this is usually the month of July where we kind of got to wake up and be like, "Up, oh, we got to we got to start figuring out what to do before August and September gets here." But uh, finally, it came at the perfect time. You had to sweat all the way throughout the day, uh, but you know what? You're here with us now, Nate. We don't know I'm where the, he's I'm the at. only one that's here. Like, <laughs> You're the only one that I've got. What You're the only one that I can work with. Uh, literally. And then Nate's not here. He's at the restaurant. He might be able to join us later on. And then we also got Lowe's who's up in Buffalo. So he can't join. Then Austin just got his second vaccine shot. So he's going to stay in the closet tonight uh, and not be able to join us. So it kind of stinks, but you know what? We're here. We're going to have a good time. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, and me and Dustin like to talk and we'll be on the phone for like 40, 45 minutes to an hour. Sometimes you like so, to talk. I just, I listen. Th- I'm like, what am I going to do? That is true. You just can't hang up on me. So, but, uh, I say we jump in. So before I start though, I should go to our YouTube crowd real quick. We have opened up the donation thing. So if you do a super chat over there, 
and you send in a question or anything, or if you just want to be kind and send a donation, you can actually now do that inside of the chat there. I think you can also send a super um, sticker and then also a super chat where it'll come up on the stream. So if you guys are feeling kind or just kind of want to be, uh, you want to get a question across and you want to get it answered right away, then that will have, you'll have a better <laughs> chance of doing that. So I just want to let you guys know while you guys are on YouTube, that is now open for biz. We're just now that the NLI is out and everything, we're just all working our marketing skills and everything. So what kind of stickers are we talking about here? I don't know. I saw like there's some elephants. There's some kind of aliens. There's all kinds of different stickers, Dustin. You, know, you don't have like a Florida State sticker? No, there's no Florida State sticker. It's all YouTube. So I don't think Florida State or YouTube really gives a damn about Florida State football or basketball. They don't, Dustin. So you can talk with them if you want. Anyways, let's jump into it. The biggest you know, recap here that we need to go through, Florida State recruiting the dead period has now begun uh as of july 1st and you know florida state did a phenomenal job i mean they killed it you know you've got well we'll talk about it because we'll go through one by one on these commitments that happened but florida state all that work that was put in and we've kept on talking about it you know mike novella is he taking any breaks anywhere and it didn't seem that was that wasn't the case at all, and it worked out in their favor of landing a good amount of commits before the dead period. Florida State now holds the number one, well, has been, but still holds on to the number one uh, ranking in the two, 2022 class uh, in the in ACC. The yeah. Yep, in the ACC. Sure and now, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm making sure that's correct. And then also. Number three overall in the country, Dustin. What is going on? Florida State, after a three and six season, you know, not so great of seasons overall the last couple of years, but definitely last year. What is going on? What is happening? I mean, who the hell knows? Like this, <laughs> this is this is crazy. I mean, obviously, I'm newer to the FSU beat and like the and recruiting in general, but you know, and, and probably like the last five or six years that I've covered recruiting, I haven't seen anything like this Florida State wise. And even like thinking about to when I just read about it, you know, a long time ago, like this is this momentum. It's something that Florida State hasn't had in a while. And, you know, I think it was huge this June to for the dead period to finally be lifted up and get these guys back on campus. And, you know, the guys that are committed you just reaffirmed it to them what Florida State is about now that you got them on campus and the guys that are joining the class who have committed or, you know, who could commit later on. These these experiences this summer are going to be huge things that they look back on. Yeah, now the it's just fun to see that, you know, you got the Miami fans going crazy this this whole week. They're getting so pissed off about it. And then you've also got the Gator fans coming in too and griping and, you know, you kind of got to go pretty far down there to see where Miami's ranked. Florida is still, <laughs> you know, trickling down there too, but they'll do their thing once it gets closer to football season. But it's been fun to see the Miami fans going crazy. But going back to Mike Norvell and the energy that he's brought with them, that's one thing that Nate and you have talked about with the recruits and the interviews you've been doing with the guys that have committed, that it seems like Mike Norvell and his energy, that approach that he's bringing – and to these visits, them the whole staff being out there for guys that are targets, the whole staff greeting them. They're around the around the player twenty four seven once they're 
on campus or they're right there in the more it's 24 seven conversations, building the relationships. there, talking with the families, touring around, showing the facilities. Uh, there, there's just like so many things that Florida State and definitely Mike Norvell is, is working on and, and trying to build this class and it's working out very well. A lot of things are going to change. You know, we talked about in the production, I mean, there's a lot of things that are going to change overall with this class. You know, there's going to be some guys that are currently signed or not signed, but committed now that are not going to end up signing with Florida state. But, you know, you look on the other side, you know, there might be some guys that are still not committed that will sign with Florida state. So that's the whole crazy part of recruiting now with visits back to normal, back to normal. A lot of things are going to be, you know, changing, you know, and, there's still a lot of targets at Florida State after we'll, we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but there's still, you know, some big time targets at Florida state. I think some big time targets that really like Florida state, but they want to see how it goes on the field this year. Definitely agree. And I mean, you mentioned the energy, you know, the dead period has at least going into June, the dead period had been in place for, basically the last 16 months, you know, the only contact that recruits could have with coaches was over the phone, you know, social media, FaceTime, whatever, whatever, you know, you may have, but now that you're getting guys onto campus, you know, you can't, you can't fake what's going on in person. You know, you can hide things over the phone, not be as genuine, but when you get a guy on your campus and you have to show them what your program's about, I mean, you have to be real, to land these kids, you know, they can sense when you're not being honest with them. And, you know, to me doing interviews with guys that have been on campus in June, you mentioned the energy. And the other thing that a lot of guys have mentioned to me is just how down to earth, how real, and I already said it a bunch of times, but how genuine these coaches really are at Florida state. I mean, they really do want the best for the guys that are coming into the program you know, they, they look at that student athlete, they look at the student part first and trying to build a high character individual and then what they're doing on the football field. So I, I think that approach on the recruiting trail for Florida State, you know, that's really the thing that's built this momentum. You know, people want to play for coaches that are honest with them and don't just work them around. And that's exactly what the staff has done. Yeah, and the factor of you know, we, well, we had a previous committee. He's now committed elsewhere, but Nico Marco, he was talking about his relationship with Mike Norvell and how real it was. It wasn't some fake thing and it didn't seem like some kind of advertisement, some kind of ploy to get him, you know, to, to commit to Florida state and eventually sign. But, you know, he, he was on FaceTime with, you know, the family of Mike Norvell. He was talking to his daughter over FaceTime. It's kind of just showing the, the real, how real Norvell is and it's reflecting and it's coming onto the staff too. And it, Nate has talked about it too. And the staff really likes each other. You can tell that it definitely, it's something really cool to see, you know, with, with a staff like this, you know, still fairly new together. Some of them being able to work with each other beforehand at previous stops, but mainly, you know, this is a whole new group. This is really cool to see. You know, it's cool to see overall, you know, as an outsider just looking in, but as for a recruiting kind of situation and showing, you know, man, you know, they, they're they they're showing on Twitter and stuff. But man, when I went to go visit, you know, blah, blah, is messing with blah, blah, blah. And it just seems like that's, that's actually the real deal once they get on campus. And it's cool to, 
it's cool to see that kind of stuff. And definitely you want to have that. Mike Norvell wants that. He wants to see his staff, you know, being real with the guys, but also they want to have the staff mess with one another, you know, the staff hanging out with one another, uh, getting along. And that is only just going to drive more success on selling to these recruits that, you know, this is not some fake BS that's going on right now. Yeah. I mean, you see it with how much they support each other on social media. I mean, every coach from a, from Mike Norvell to a position coach to, you know, a, a GA or an off-field staff member. I mean, these guys are constantly supporting each other on social media. And like you said, Logan, like they all really like each other and they want to see each other, you know, be the best that they can be. And that's that's another thing. Like you haven't really seen it necessarily at Florida State in a little bit. I mean, you think back to Jimbo. He, he certainly had some tiffs with different guys on the coaching staff um, throughout his tenure at Florida State. And you think even – closer to Willie Taggart and Walt Bell kind of clashed over the offense that one season. So really to have that coaching chemistry, I mean, that can only help Florida state, you know, as they try to build back into what this program can be. Well, let's jump into some of these commits. Some, I mean, it's a good handful. So we'll try to not waste everybody's time and keep you up till midnight, but uh, we're going to go through Florida State's latest commits since this all happened after we had our show last week. It just started jumping off the chain, which is a good thing. I think it started on Friday with Trevion Williams last week, four-star linebacker out of the 2022 class. He picks Florida State, Mississippi guy. Jerrion Jones was actually in attendance right behind him where uh, Williams made his announcement to the staff that was there on the official visit dinner. And also some current players. We also saw Mari Gaynor was there, and we saw the rest of the recruiting group that was there for their officials. But you know, this is a this was a surprise. I wouldn't say overall surprise that Florida State wasn't in it kind of commitment. But you know, this as early as it was, this was a surprise. You know, we talked about it on the video when we covered an instant reaction with Nate. He said this was definitely a surprise for the timing of it. You know, this had to have been kind of like, hey, you know what, this is it. Florida State sold me. Mugnervell's got me. Uh, and Coach Pap, too, is very happy for what he gets to work with. This is a gigantic, gigantic beast that Florida State's putting out at the end. Like, great. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I get to actually, you know, I like my big players, guys that are working hard in the weight room and such. And this is my kind of, like, A1 dude coming in. Well, I mean, what I say last podcast, or maybe it was whenever we did that um, reaction video on Charlton, but... I said, um, Trevon Williams is is the guy that you want first off the bus because, I mean, he's just a huge, a huge dude. But like you, like you said, um, you know, this really came out of nowhere. And, you know, reading social media these last couple of days, it really seemed like Williams made this decision in the moment. You know, he only picked up that offer from Florida State earlier in June at one of those camps that Florida State was holding and, they got him back in for the official pretty quickly, which, you know, I thought was big. I mentioned before, you know, the the two Mississippi schools, Mississippi State and Ole Miss, were pretty heavily involved with them. And it's hard to pull a kid out of Mississippi when those two schools are after after him. But it seems like his family and, you know, Williams himself are sold on Florida State. And I'm excited to see what he can do. You know, right now he's kind of coming in, I would say, as a defensive end. But when you look at his size and – his body type, like there's definitely room for him to add even more weight and more muscle, which 
I think could flex him down to um, the interior defensive line. So, you know, we'll just have to see how he continues to progress strength and conditioning wise once he gets to FSU. We don't have a lot of highlights here on Trevion's huddle tape. Maybe one of their coaches or someone can help him out, help a help us out a little bit and give us some more highlights. But this is one here that was shared across social once he committed. Here he is actually at outside linebacker working and he actually gets a pick off. But it just goes to show to his versatility. You know, this guy also played a little bit of quarterback, if I'm correct, too. Like he's a guy that can play almost everywhere. He, uh, Nate mentioned that he also had played a little bit of DB, too. He's just that kind of beast uh, athlete. He takes care of his body and is also very twitchy and fast. But he's definitely going to come in down as a defensive end. That's where Florida State likes him. And, you know, I – you know, I, I like to make comparisons and just, you know, just to have fun. Why not? Right. But it definitely coming in as a high school student and whenever he comes to Florida State, he's already built as a two year player, three years. that's already been through the strength and conditioning program. He's got that kind of body already, that kind of physique. And I put him right there with the build of a Chase Young. The talent of Chase Young is definitely something, <laughs> uh, you know, very few can get to that. You know, Dustin, but just looking at the body type, I can have that one, right? I guess I, I was going to compare him maybe to um, a kind of recent former Noel, um, Brandon Jenkins, who came in as a highly touted freshman defensive end. And he had the college ready body type to be able to contribute as a freshman in, in more of a pass rushing role. So, I could see Williams doing a similar thing because that was one one aspect of his game that stood out whenever he was at those camps earlier in June. He was just getting by people off the edge. I mean, not only is he athletic, but he's got that ability to kind of bend around the offensive tackles. Mm-hmm. So if you're a dreamer, you know, Florida State fans love to dream. That's what they do. That's what we do. Florida State fans do weekly. You know, they do it on maybe on a daily basis. Like the dream. What what could the future look like with Florida State getting back? What what, what would happen if, you know, you got a you got a Trevion uh, Williams over there? And then what about if you had a Mario or not a Mario, but a Marvin Jones Jr. on the other side? I was thinking Mar- uh, Mario Edwards Jr. <laughs> Oopsies, another great defensive end. But you got Marvin Jones Jr. on the left side. What does that what kind of like those, what do they call those kind of dreams when you wake up and you might've made an accident in the bed? <laughs> <laughs> it's not where I thought you were going with that. Is that a, I don't want to say it live on air, but I, now I know exactly what it is, but just think about you it. You've got it a, you got a chance at a Marvin Jones Jr. What? You knew what it was before. You just wanted to describe it. <laughs> we got a Marvin Jones Jr. on the left side and you've got a Trayvon Williams, another gigantic animal. You got two, six, five, two fifty cats on both sides left and right coming at a quarterback that just seems that just smells like a like a wet dream i don't know if smelling it is the best way of going and describing that but <sighs> i'm just saying but yeah wouldn't wouldn't that be amazing though you got marvin it'd be uh, pretty cool marvin Jones. yeah it'd be, be pretty cool be awesome <sighs> it'd be awesome <laughs> Oh, all right, we'll move on from yeah, Williams here. Oh, we'll move on from Trevion Williams. Sean Sapp. 
Look at this one. This one actually happened earlier than expected. He was actually going to be making his commitment to Florida State on July 3rd, the day before uh, Florida State's. Florida State's the United States is a big holiday, but he says, you know what? The Fortis, I just need to go ahead and do it. And I feel like this is a guy that was really already heavily leaning towards Florida State. Um, some people were thinking, you know, Florida was making a good little push there and run at the end, but it seems like Florida State, well, they did. They sealed up things, and, you know, Florida State's landing another four star offensive lineman in that 2022 class. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a pretty big one. I don't know if you have any huddle clips you want to put up of him. But like you said, four-star offensive lineman out of Georgia, a teammate of Georgia Tech commit, um, Jaron Willis, who Florida State is heavily trying to flip to join the class. So, you know, SAP is going to be on him from now, you know, until he signs with whatever school he signs with. But when you look at SAP on film, the the thing that really stood out to me was, and we'll get to see some of it, but his pass blocking, I don't know how much he has on here, like, for for a high school offensive lineman, I was pretty impressed with his technique. I mean, he's got a good quick kickback. He know he can punch, and I mean, he's just a solid overall guy. And I I think he can play, you know, really from right tackle to left guard at Florida State. So any of those four positions along the offensive line, except for left tackle, is where I could see him slotting in. And we'll just have to see. I was talking with Nate on our video, giving our instant reaction to Williams committing. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if this kind of momentum and that energy that's happening right now in Tallahassee around the staff and these recruits being there for their visits. I wonder if Quashan Saps is going to say, screw it. Let's go and make this thing public. And sure enough, he says, you know what? Let's go and get this thing out there so I can start recruiting for my class. That was something that he's been telling a few outlets that he is wanting to be a recruiting guy. He wants to help out the staff. He wants to be a bell cow for this for this uh, this class next year. And so you can see in some of these in some of this tape right here, he kind of just bullies and pushes kids to the ground. I mean, it kind of is a little unfair at times. He'll most likely, like you were saying, I think, Delu, that he'll move on the inside with that kind of body type as and those shorter arms. Yeah, that's right. I think, like I said before, I think somewhere in the interior or at the most, he probably can play some right tackle. So he's another one. Like, we're just going to have to see how it works out when he gets on campus. I think that's what Florida State is going to do with most of these offensive linemen, get them in the fold. And then once they get on, once they get on campus, you know, try them out at different positions and see what fits them the best. You were having a pretty, uh, you had a, you still do. You have a really great relationship with another Florida State offensive lineman that decided to commit or a recruit that decided to commit to Florida State, and that's Kanaya Charlton, three-star offensive line guy. And this is a big boy. This is a big dude here that you know picks Florida State. You know, talk us a little bit about you know you talking with him and the relationship there and what made him go ahead and pick Florida state, because he's got actually a substantial amount of offers. You know, we were looking at it before and one of them, you know, being Alabama, but he has a pretty, pretty wide range of offers. Why did he decide to pick, you know, coach Atkins and FSU? You want me to read that quote from the other day? Yeah, I think that'd be good. This is a pretty good one here for the pod 
podcast people might not have it. Let me pull that up. But yeah, yeah, I mean, Kanaya has been getting recruited, or he was getting recruited by Florida State ever since January 2020. So I mean, this has been a really long time that he's been building a relationship with the coaching staff and the main guys he talked to. You mentioned Coach Atkins, but also Coach Norvell and <clears throat> Coach um, Papuchas were really involved in his recruitment. And, you know, it really just came down to how strong that relationship was with Coach Atkins. And Charlton got to come to campus a couple times before the dead period actually um, was lifted. He came for the spring game and also one of those spring scrimmages and just got a chance to watch Coach Atkins at work and how he's working with the offensive line and how those guys have improved. You know, really, once he got on campus, I mean, that that sold it for him because he actually got a chance to work with Coach Atkins at one of those camps. I think he might have actually had some reps against Trevion Williams um, that day. So that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But so just finally getting to meet him in person, like that, that pretty much sold it right there. And it was just how I mentioned it before, but just how genuine the coaches are with them and that they want the absolute best for him. I want to share some uh, tape on him too. While we're talking about him, this is some pretty funny stuff too. It just goes to show the size that Florida State's starting to build on that OL. But this is like not even that's not that's hilarious, but it's not really fair. Just murdering kids in small town Georgia. (laughs) Yeah, just falling kind of on kids and planting them into the ground like as seeds and (laughs) (laughs) so this kid is coming off the edge and just (laughs) well i'm looking too you know a lot of guys i'm looking back at this right here look at the footwork and the drive that charlton has for bigger guys sometimes you sometimes you get where it's a little lazy here and in football my offensive line was always taught you got to keep driving feet, even at, you know whatever uh, position you got to keep driving that feet. But watch his you know his feet keep driving, keep going. They're a little wide, but they, they keep driving, driving. And you know the, usually the result in that with that kind of size, it just pushes you into the ground. And so I got that quote pulled up here, but this is just from the commitment article of Charlton talking about his relationship with Coach Atkins and just. I would say how real Coach Atkins can approach a guy on the recruiting trail. So Charlton said, I would say I have the best relationship with Coach Atkins. Just talking with him, he just shows you that he really cares. Cares. <clears throat> He'll tell you straight up. I remember what he told me the first time he watched my film. We met up and he told me that my film was terrible. I'd never heard that before because other colleges said it was great. He said it was terrible. Hearing that, it shows me that He really wants the best for me because he was giving me the hard, honest truth about my tape. He wants me to be the best player I can be, and I developed a relationship with him that is like no other. So that Coach Atkins is keeping it real with him. I love seeing that. We've heard about it from how he is with players and at Florida State's practices. I mean, he's, he's tough on guys. He will tell you the hard, honest truth. (laughs) Yeah, we have heard a couple of things from – was it from spring camp? Yeah. Yeah, well, yep, it was from spring camp and got to hear a few things and nuggets that uh, how Coach Atkins is during practices. And it's very 
uh, definitely it can't be shared publicly, you know, just going to stay on the gridiron. But <laughs> it is very, uh, very interesting to hear a few things and he keeps it real. That's most certainly he definitely does keep it real. So if he's not happy with you. He'll, he'll tell you. Yeah. And no, if he's not happy with you or you, Never mind. I don't think it's good to share. Moving on to the next commitment, Florida State just keeps on rolling here. This was nonstop. I feel like it was just Christmas Day, and I just, you know, oh, my God, another present under the Christmas tree. But Florida State lands a target here, a defensive tackle. Missing tooth, Bishop Thomas. Uh, You know, three-star defensive tackle. Florida State's been after him quite a bit. They see a lot in him. Coach Hagens gets off the boat. He lands a pretty good one here with uh, Bishop Thomas and, you know, starting to try to build that defensive line unit, which is much needed because it needs some depth. Yeah. And I mean, you look at Bishop Thomas coming in and, you know, maybe he's a little bit undersized for like height wise of what you want out of a defensive tackle, but he makes up with that with his quick bursts off the line of scrimmage and, the way he's really just able to squeeze through gaps and make plays off the edge. You know, that was one thing that really stood out to me um, watching his highlights. But, you know, just talking about the player a little bit, this is a guy originally from Louisiana, now playing his senior season in Florida, um, Orlando, I think. And he actually played in high school with FSU signee and four-star defensive end um, Byron Turner, who has already enrolled on campus this summer. And, you know, those two have a pretty pretty good relationship. So whenever I talked to Bishop earlier this offseason and got to learn a little bit about that, I had a good feeling that he would eventually end up at FSU. And it was good to see him go ahead and, and make that official on Saturday because this is a guy that, <clears throat> you know, he grew up actually watching Florida State. So this, this is a dream come true for him. I remember I think we talked in March – and we were actually talking about um, Florida State's run in the tournament because they had just played that first game. And he was, like, talking about stats and players on the team. And I was like, man, this guy really does pay attention to Florida State. So really happy to see him join the class. Yeah, no, I looking at the film here, I mean, violent. And that can be said for every guy we've pulled up so far. I mean, these are some <laughs> physical football players that like want to hit you in the mouth. Yeah, that's something that we've seen a trend of in the last. I believe he he works a little bit at H-back and tight end on here as well. Yep. Here's him disrupting a whole entire play. That's something that I've – that's kind of like my first – the emphasis that I get out of his film is yeah, – he's about the, to knock a guy out, I think, or run someone over. <laughs> Bop. <laughs> Absolutely. For a second, yeah, like a bull coming straight at you just runs him over. Now you can catch like, a pass. Now we're going to catch a pass as a tight end. Now you're all going to hang on me about yeah, 10 people. 12, 12, <laughs> 12, he's dragging with him down here. Oh, my. Here he is now tight end again. And, hey, look, just a little fly. I mean, go right, go out and touchdown. He got some speed on him. Like these, or a big boy. The coaching staff, I mean, they're just recruiting football players. Like they don't have to play the position they're being recruited at. They just have to be a damn good football player. Yeah. 
And here we'll show another one here. Now he's at the slot. <laughs> slot, and you're going to have to have about four more of you on me. And he's like not even down. <laughs> and he rolls down. But it goes to show, man, these players that Norvell is after, and, you know, I mean, Bishop Thomas obviously is going to stand defensive tackle, but he's getting some skilled guys, some guys that can work different positions, you know. I mean, there's all different kinds of abilities these players are able to do. Um, I mean, like I said, Thomas is going to stay a defensive tackle, but it just goes to show these guys, you know, can work a lot of different intricacies. <laughs> you're like, I didn't get to see that one. Did he just bully, run over he someone? Just put his shoulder in him. And we'll watch this one. Harry. Uh, so, <laughs> so this quarterback's in trouble. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Hold up. Hold up real quick. I got to go back and see this. Is this kid all right? What number is this quarterback Couldn't wearing? Show the aftermath of this play. Oh my goodness! He come from it's that far. Uh, oh, he, right here. You know this right shoulder. He's already thinking about it. I'm about to literally obliterate this kid and might put him. I'm the quarterback. Him. Like I'm throwing that ball. What is he doing? Yeah, the ball is not even close. He's got already ten coming at him, but I'm worrying about big boy over here. <laughs> I think he's getting ejected for that one in college. <laughs> yeah, he might be. Shut the head down a little bit. It's a little unfair. Boom! Oh, that kid is in. That kid is in half. <laughs> His arm is flailing, and Bishop's still standing up. Oh my goodness gracious! So violence and an violence. interception. Violence is what we're putting together here for Bishop Thomas. I'll take that. Well, let's pull up Woody's film. Oh my! Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I need to let's go back and look at it because we love big hits here at Null Game Day. Let's see. Uh, yeah, this is the best part. Some of people the are like, well, he's a three star defensive tackle, and you're like, put on the damn tape. Yeah, I know. That's what that's Nate what was like talking about. To me. Oh, my goodness. Is that kid's leg? Okay. Well, I didn't really want to see that, Dustin. This kid's leg just went snapped half and half. Did it really? Jesus, yeah, this kid's ACL's done. Woo, Lord. I wasn't looking that hard. <laughs> Obviously. Anyways, let's move on to the next commitment here that Florida State was able to land. And this one right here, woo, boy, talk about just violent and mean and just like really just a mean person in general on the football field. Ontavious Woody, four-star offensive lineman. Some people, you know, he's played a little bit of defensive end too. Some people want him on the de- on the defensive side. Nate wants him on the defensive side. Some people want him on the offensive line. Florida State is recruiting him as an offensive lineman for right now. For right now, they're having him at offensive line. But this is a guy that a lot of schools are heavily after. This is a guy that's a lot of different colleges are are after him for. But mainly, Florida State gets him at offensive line. Delu, how do you think about this pickup for FSU? I mean. It's crazy, you know, not just because there's another four four star offensive lineman in the fold, but you think about it, Woody was the fifth guy to commit to Florida State. He committed on Monday and he would he was the fifth guy to commit since Friday night. So just so many commits, you know, coming in a little flurry right there. And, you know, you already said it. I mean, this is a violent guy who loves to go out there and lay people out, no matter which side of the ball and Florida state for now, they're going to take him as, as an offensive lineman. But, you know, you look at the the board 
and you know, let's say Daughtry Richardson, Jalen Early, Elijah Pritchett all want to become Seminoles, that gets you up to, I believe, either seven or eight offensive linemen. I'm spitballing here. At that point, you know, there's a chance he could flip over to the defensive side of the ball and probably play defensive tackle at a quality level for Florida State. So we'll just have to see. You know, it's just it's going to depend how things shake out down the road. Yeah. So Ontavious Woody, we'll, we'll share the screen here, and y'all will be able to see. I don't know if we're I, we might lose our YouTube account, but you know, luckily Twitter they'll allow you to see people getting their legs cut off. So, but YouTube, <laughs> we might lose our account. I've been trying so hard to grow our YouTube, but it might just we might just say goodbye to it. But let's go ahead and pull up Ontavious's uh, film here. Please don't take down our account. But here is Ontavious Woody. Going to work here. I'll go back to this right here. We'll start off from the beginning. Um, I think this one is where he just slings the player. Just like, all right, I'm tired oh. of you. Bye. <laughs> Did that ever happen to you? I think football? I was too big for someone to suplex me. Too big? Here he is driving this kid into the chain gang. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think one of the chain gang members might have gone down with him. <laughs> this one's pretty funny. So here, uh, I believe this is him right here. This is Woody. No, it's not. Woody is, where is Woody? I think that was him. Oh, that was Woody. Yep, that was Woody. There's another play that's kind of like this where he's kind of just tosses a kid into the sideline for about 15 yards. Let's see here. And here we go. And <laughs> to the puddle of water right there. Look at this. Bink. Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Love it. Here he is at O-line driving this poor kid. That looks like you, Dustin. That just. I would have done better than that. I would have just fell down and took his legs out. <laughs> yeah, rolled. Exactly. Yeah, just rolled down into a. I didn't safe. learn how to do barrel rolls for no reason. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I suggest a lot of you guys while you're watching or you have time throughout the rest of maybe this weekend, you guys watch a lot of these these latest commits in their tape because man, oh man, the violence that this kid brings and a lot of these kids, these latest commits bring is is ridiculous, man. Yeah. It, it is. It is crazy. I love it. I love violence because my favorite, my favorite player is always going to be Timmy Jernigan. I wore number eight because of him in high school, and he was a very violent player. Um, just didn't really give a damn about what you thought. Didn't give a damn how your family was doing. Um, really didn't give a damn at all. And <laughs> I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in love. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between wanting to go play football and wanting to go knock someone's head off. And these guys, when they get on the field, they legitimately want to stop someone's heart from beating. So <laughs> I'd be terrified. Jesus. God almighty. A little nerve-wracking. Uh, <laughs> moving on from that, we've had a pretty interesting couple segments here. Uh, Florida State, you know, does seem like there might be some more minimum. There's been some speculation that there might be some more commits this upcoming weekend. Like Quashan Sapp said that he was going to commit on July 3rd. That didn't end up happening, but you know, there's been a few commits 
you know, in that 2022 class had said that there's going to be a good weekend for Florida State. Are you hearing anything, D. Lou, on what Florida State is there? Could there be more on the horizon? Could this be another fun weekend for the Knowles? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say hearing anything, but, you know, right now, the only commitment that could potentially happen for Florida State is 2022 tight end Jarrell Powers, who is planning to commit at some point on Friday. And right now, right now it's coming down to Florida State, Colorado, Oregon State, and Arkansas for the chance to <clears throat> land his commitment on Friday. And, you know, he officially visited Florida State last weekend, really enjoyed the visit. Also is officially officially visit, visited, my God, Colorado. <laughs> visited? <laughs> He's also officially visited Colorado and Oregon State. But Powers, Powers really seemed to enjoy the visit to FSU. You know, he came with his, his mom, his dad, and his brother on the trip, and they were all really sold on Florida State and what the program has to offer as well. And the coaching staff sat down and had a really good conversation with them about how they plan to use him, kind of similar to Cam McDonald in the offense if he was to commit to FSU. So, you know, I think FSU has a really good plan for him, and we'll just have to see how things shake out tomorrow. But, you know, a couple of days ago, whenever I spoke with him, he did name FSU his leader going into this announcement. So feeling, feeling positive about where the Seminoles stand. Welcome, Nate, to the show. Nice to have you. A little late night uh, work work trip. No, you can see that L- little little thirteen hours. You know, no right now. And what what a better is there any better way to enjoy that just to come straight here and hang out with us? Your two favorites, Logan and Dustin. Uh, yeah, you know, just what I look for every Thursday is to listen to Dustin and look at your stupid hat and haircut. <laughs> You can't even look at my, ha- at my haircut. Well, he doesn't get to see my legs. Hey, hey, the microphone looks great, Dustin. The microphone looks awesome. Thank you, you look, for that. You look professional. I appreciate that. Nate, we were talking about powers, but if we, I want to go back. We talked about it a lot when we were doing the instant reaction to these commitments, but Florida State is bringing in some violent guys at offensive line and defensive tackle. If you wanted to give your take on that, because we just got done watching Bishop Thomas, we and then we also watched Woody. I mean, these are some violent guys that are on the offensive line. I mean, Kaniah Charlton is just doesn't look like he's fair. It's not even fair. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe speak on that violence that Florida State's bringing. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we, like we talked about Monday on the Mark Rogers uh, show, you know, wh- one thing that we talked about on this podcast and I talked about on the Unconquered Talk podcast is kind of how mentally soft a little bit this team has been, you know, call it what it is. It's, it's true. You know, physically they just haven't had that edge that you expect from a four to state team. And they're addressing those concerns with some of those guys that are coming in uh, in this class. And, you know, even last class, you know, you have a lot of, uh, of those really physical, um, violent football players and, and and just last weekend was was full of it you know you have you know charlton who's a human pancake machine you have you know sap who is super talented and can play across any position while he's interior uh woody you know he's just super all about putting you in the dirt 
you talk about Bishop Thomas and his ability to use his hands is pretty pretty advanced for you know a, a defensive lineman going into a senior year of high school, which bodes well for him. You know, probably contributing a little bit earlier than people think. And then you look at a guy like Chavian Williams, who's just physically fits the part of, of a of a college ready defensive end who um you know he chooses violence every time he goes on the football field so all, all of these guys have that college ready mentality and, and i think all of them have a, a body that will allow them to contribute early i think charlton needs to work on a few things but you know he, he's not a real sloppy 340, 350, whatever it is. I mean, he's just a big kid. Um, and, and, and they're different linemen than what Florida State's brought in recently. Let's just call it what it is. They're just physically dominant, blue-chip offensive linemen. And Florida State really hasn't landed those on a consistent basis. It's, you know, Jimbo. So it, it's an exciting time. You know, defensive line, offensive line are always the hardest positions to evaluate. Um, and, and really hit on, but Florida State has, has a good start with what they're trying to do on, on offense, especially. Um, and I, I do like Woody on, on defense. I, I know there's some people who talk about him, you know, with his long arms being a guard. I can see that, but I like him as a D tackle. Um, you know, he is just a mean person on the football field, and, and I, I like that. You know, I, I think he, you know, wants to dominate you physically uh, on the football field. And, and I, I just like him on defense. I just like it. Mm. Like, he, I, I like him more. You know, I, I know that, you know, you mentioned uh, Timmy Jernigan. Um, you know, I won't go that far yet, but I can I, I understand the, the comparison yeah. in, in terms of that mental approach to the game and, and the, the wants to just physically dominate you. Um, you know, Timmy's just on another level of another guy of a lot of guys. Um, yeah. But I, I I agree that you know he has that same kind of mindset. But um, you know, I, I, I'm excited about all those takes for the weekend. I think you know they're all quality takes. They're all guys for this. It's been on for a while, and, and you know, Woody is like an ace in the hole. You know, you look at you know still working on Pritchett. You know, Florida State is in a good spot with Pritchett. Still working on Armella. You know, Florida State is, you know, they hit a grand slam on that uh, Midnight Madness visit or Midnight, wh- whatever you want to call it. Um, you have Emory Jones that oh, they're pushing for out of, uh, out of Louisiana. You have Jalen Early, who Florida State feels good about coming off that visit. So, you know, you have a lot of, a lot of moving parts that Florida State still is working on in, in terms of adding pieces to that offensive line. So, you know, Woody can come in and, and play offense if you need it. But if you land a couple more of those guys that I just mentioned, you know, you can put him on D-line and, and not skip a beat. Yeah, and that's one thing I actually mentioned earlier. And you you talking about early kind of reminded me, going back to Powers, you know, Powers and Jalen Early are high school teammates at mm-hmm. Duncanville High School. So, you know, if he does decide to commit to Florida State tomorrow – He's going to be heavily recruiting early to join him, who right now I believe mm-hmm. is going to keep, going to be committing on August 2nd. And that goes back to kind of what I was saying about Kashawn Sapp a little bit ago. You know, now that he's officially in the fold and a Seminole, he's going to be mm-hmm. working on Jaron Willis, you know, up until signing day to <clears throat> try and secure that flip. So 
I think it's huge for Florida State to be recruiting two guys from the same high school because if they get one, the other guy can, you know, just continue to pursue his teammate and say, man, come keep playing with me. Play with me in college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, they have a lot of blue chip guys that they're going after. And, and you know, like I said, Florida State hasn't had that in a while. It's actually, you know, it's not a, a, an offensive line class that's full of projects. So, it, so it, I guess it's, it's really good to see. So we're talking about all this recruiting momentum and, you know, Florida State up to number three in the country. They've got 14 verbal commitments, could be 15, depending on how things go tomorrow. So you're looking at 15 verbal commitments early in July. And to me, you know, moving closer to the season, that with so many guys committed, you kind of have a chance to really put a lot more attention on the top guys that haven't yet made their decisions. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, just – do you think it's a good strategy for Florida State to have all these guys in the fold already? I, I kind of mentioned it on, on the Mark Rogers show that I, I, I think it's the way that college football is moving to is a lot of these coaches with the early, early signing day, it allows them to kind of focus on you get, you get the guys you want in early, get them firmed, you know, firmed up. You're not going to say locked in because things can always change and decommitments happen. Um, out of out of everyone who's committed right now, the fourteen, you know, not all of them are going to sign with Florida State. Just it's just the way it happens. Were you watching um, the show earlier? Because you're saying a lot of stuff that we already said. No, but <laughs> um, but well, I'm reiterating then. Um, but uh, um, I I think that it's just where college football is moving to, you know, with the arms race that's kind of turning into, with everything going on with you know players being able to benefit off their name, all, all, et cetera, et cetera. I just think it's turning into a desire to get your class locked up as early as possible so you can work on those high-hanging fruit guys but also work on the next class. You know, that's what Alabama has done so well is they get guys in, done, moving on. They have a few pieces left, but they're also have already started working on the next class when everyone's trying to finish up the current class. So – that's just the way it's moving to, and I, I like it. It allows you to focus on the, the Coleman's, the uh, Armella's, you know, the Marvin Jones Jr.'s, the guys that are, you know, extremely important to this class. It allows you just to make all all the focus on them or, you know, not to say where it needs to be, but where it allows you to put more, you know, more tools on the toolbox and, and get you, get the, the I'm not going to say pressure, but the pressure on those guys to really feel FSU, so. While we're, on, mm-hmm. while we're on the recruiting front, too, you know, I thought we'd bring up, and this has been messaged a ton on Instagram for the last couple of weeks since recruiting has been jumping off like crazy. But, you know, out of the the rest of the recruits that are out there that aren't committed in the 2022 class, what would be y'all's top five personally that you think would be the best gets for FSU and, and their needs. You know, there's a lot of guys out there. We've been talking about them for months that, you know, still haven't committed to Florida state. Who would be y'all's top five starting from maybe the bottom to number one. You can go Dustin. Maybe starting yeah. from five. Uh, should I, I, should I, I, I read them all five out at once or. Yeah. Who would be your 
So why don't I just do it from one to five instead of five to one? That's stupid. I'm trying to have fun here, Dustin. I know you don't like math and like the different kind of things and the intricacies of some more fun. It's just but, too you know, hard. I, that I makes wrote it down so there's some order. like there could be there could be like some like overwhelming sense of dang. I wonder what Dustin's going to be at number four. What what he's going to pick at three two? Dustin, what are you going to pick at one? <laughs> See, I'm not going to allow you to Dude. clickbait more people next week, so I'm just going <laughs> to read it out. <laughs> clickbait. Um, well, I'm going to get so them. So this is from one to five, most important to fifth. I'm not, not going to say the right, most important because these go are all ahead. important guys. But so I will say Marvin Jones at number one, Kevin Coleman at number two, Elijah Pritchett at number three, Jalil Skinner at number four, and Katron Allen at number five. Katron Allen. Okay. Running back. Ooh. Is your scene around the same to you, Nate? Who would it be like your top three? And I mean, you can say you're five, obviously. <laughs> no, I, I, five. I, I get I, I get five. If you got five, I get five. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you get six now, Nate, because Dustin's being mean. Um, number one is you know the same guy that should be coming in is Marvin Jones Jr. You know, nothing different than I'm gonna say that what I've said that the past four weeks is the importance of need at position and also just uh, the legacy and the, the way it would look missing out on him. On number two, I will say um, I actually will put um, – I, I got Coleman number two also, especially with uh, – hey, guys, that's a house phone, guys. That's I, a house phone right here. I can't believe this is still that real. That is a house I, phone. I feel like you're pranking yeah. me. And, and then uh, – you know, I, I think Coleman is just because of what's going on with Hill and the, the you know, the not sure what's going on with him. At number three, I'll put uh, Julian Armella. Uh, just uh, put him there. Number four, I'll put Elijah Pritchett. And number five, I'm actually going to go, um, I think I'll go with, oh, man, it's hard. It's a good question, huh? Good question. Instagram family. I'm a, a pretty I, good question for you guys. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go Nigel Kelly because I still mm-hmm. think that you know the kid is super gifted. Um, I, I think that he's a guy who's going to just dominate in college, and I would love for Florida State to get back on him. Um, it, a, a, as a couple honorable mentions, I put Demari Austin. I like him at running back, and then I would also um, put Jaleel Skinner. Jaleel Skinner. Yeah, Jaleel Skinner. I'm surprised Skinner's not higher up on, in your top five. Is there a reason uh, for that? Well, I, we talk about need. Um, yeah. In terms of like how what's needed. You know, he's a really, you know, you always need the number one tight end in the country. But I, in my opinion, there's some higher needs there with uh, the offensive line just, you know, improving in the trenches and getting better. You know, adding, you know, arguably the top playmaker at wide receiver in the class, you know, adding one of the best defensive ends in the class, one of the highest, quickest emerging defensivism in Florida and, and nationally. And Kelly, I just, you know, I, I'm looking at the trenches, and that's what Florida State hasn't done well over the last few years. It's just on, on the both sides of the ball. So for me, that's what they got to do to get back to the elite of college football. Would you? What do you think right now for Skinner? The chances this is for you too, Dealey. What do you think the chances are with Skinner? Because right now, I think if we were going to look at, I would say Kevin Coleman. 
97, 97.85%. 97 point. Wow. <laughs> 0.85. And they're looking at, at Florida state's looking at Skinner as a wide receiver. If I'm correct. Right. Sure. That's correct. Okay. And then you also would be bringing in which, what's your percentage on Kevin Coleman, Nate, since you were high on him on Mark Rogers show. Um, hold on one second. Go ahead. What would it be yours, D. Lou? Because for me, I feel like Florida State has a better chance at Coleman than Skinner. I'm not like Nate. I'm not going to put a percentage on it, like 97.83% yeah. or some something. I'm, I'm just not going to do that. But I feel, you know, I would say at the end of June, I feel a lot better about where Florida State stands with Coleman than entering the month, just because obviously they got him down there. For Midnight Madness on that visit, it seemed like he really enjoyed it. His family really enjoyed it. And I think I think Coleman himself might be sold on Florida State, but right now you're you're trying to sell his family on them allowing him to go there. And with the development coming out that he did not work out at Alabama this June and you know currently might not be a take there, I think that just has to improve Florida State's chances even more with them. Uh, my percentage on Coleman. Um, see, I, I'm not going to be a bitch like other people and, and and put it put in a crystal ball or a prediction and change it. I'm going to write it out the whole way. Um, you know, I, I've been bullish on Coleman in FSU. I'm going to go ninety five point six, ninety five point five nine three percent chance that he ends up at forty eight. <laughs> You're really fine with your own self. On so, that. so you know, I'm just uh, figuring I would out go, what you're going to have. Ninety-six, but you know, you know, not not everything is a sure deal. No, but I, I, you know, I, I think that you know, it, it's a lot to be said for him to be there uh, on once the dead period is lifted. He's right at Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it says a lot. Um, I, I do too. Yeah. I don't necessarily buy that he's not a take at Alabama. Um, yeah, I I, 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 I just, I don't know. I mean, I just think that you know things are turning in the right direction for Florida State. It, but the caveat is with all this is that Florida State has to show improvement on the field. It doesn't. If, if they go three and nine or four and eight and look like shit, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It's going to be decommit city. Mm-hmm. Florida State has to show improvement on the field. They have to make a bowl game this season in order to keep everything intact. Yeah, no, they have to look competitive, definitely in that Notre Dame game to start off with. Mm-hmm. I can't wait until we start you know, previewing that. We go through position by position, too, and get our season previews going. Mm-hmm. But in order, like recruiting-wise, this has got to happen. You know, you're looking at two extremely talented, you know, targets, weapons that you're going to have for, you know, A.J. Mm-hmm. Duffy coming in. That's that's insanity, you know. Florida State isn't used to doing this. This was what, shoot, now at this case, almost ten years ago. I mean, you look at Coleman here, rated as arguably the best wide receiver in the country, and then you've got Jaleel Skinner, the number one tight end slash, you know, kind of hybrid wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's crazy, but you've got to stay competitive in that Notre Dame game. Yeah, because if your plan is to have a hundred plus recruits on campus. You can't have a Virginia Tech game. It kills everything. Mm-hmm. It absolutely shatters it. So, no, we'll it's see. literally the most important game of the season. Yep, it's crazy. Can't wait though. 
stress everywhere. Uh, let's move on here to, you know, some big things that is one of the biggest things. This is July 1st. So we've got the, uh, the big day, Florida State, along with tons of other colleges across the country, get to start their NIL that go that went public with the NCAA. Now, you know, players are able to get paid for their name, image, and likeness. This is pretty big. This is big. The changing of college football alone. This is something that has been, you know, a lot of players have been fighting for in the last um, decade, if not like really intensively, last five years. And now, you know, you're looking at Florida State players right off the bat, along with other uh, big time players in college football, even little ones, even volleyball players, even you're looking at tennis players, swimmers. I mean, they're all out there now making brand deals with a lot of other places. I just thought we'd kind of have a discussion here and look at it, you know, starting off with Mackenzie Milton is going to be launching his own nft next week he'll be the first college football player to do that i thought that was pretty interesting and cool to see he'll be the first one to drop a non-fungible token if nobody knows about that it's something where you can buy it sounds crazy and it's going to sound crazy while i'm describing it but you practically are able to go in and buy a digital image it could be a gif gif it could be a video and you actually own that nobody else can have that it's kind of like having a pokemon card or you're getting a basketball card or rookie card and it only you will own that but it's just in digital form and that's what he's going to be launching an auction for uh next week an nft he joined a company that i'm looking at right here called dreamfield uh he actually is now not only joined it but he is co-founding it with a fellow Miami guy, Nate, down there with the Hurricanes, with Derek King. They're both co-founders in this uh, company. And, you know, it's another way, it's a kind of another way for Florida State players, along with other NCAA athletes, to go in here and get bookings for, you know, all you're right, looking you're at all different kinds of things. We get it, man. Someone, get someone's got to explain it, because Nate hates so, it. Nate hates it, obviously. No, I, 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 I want to say... Whatever Florida State fans bitching and moaning about him joining up with the Derek King needs to get a grip. Yeah, who um, cares? You know, like who gives a shit? They're trying it, to make money. It, it's not going to make them. It's not going to take the competitive edge off the field. That's just really stupid. Um, but I, I, I think it's about time that these players get paid for because college football is not an amateur sport. I don't give a shit what you say. Um, the 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 amount of money that these schools make, you know, the, it's the argument is the same as always been, you know, the profitability these colleges make off these guys, you know, not allowing them to have a job or to support themselves, you know, whether it's right or wrong, a lot of these guys come from poor income families that don't have shit, so a lot of these players send home their their stipends so the moms can support their families. So it's about time these players get to earn money because all their time and effort is put in to football, basketball, baseball, soccer, female soccer, all of them. That's all they do is focus on on, on their their sport. Not all of them are going to be making money off their likeness. That's just how it is. But these big-time college players, they deserve it. And while they're at it, they should give Reggie Bush's Heisen back because the fact that they're going to allow these guys to get paid now but they're going to take away his Heisman because you know he got he got a he got a hookup when it's 
quite known that that's just the way it is in college football. I'm sorry. If you don't think that your favorite school doesn't do it, uh, you should stop following college sports. Um, it's about time to these guys can get paid for for everything they do. So I, I, I love to see it. Um, I hope that they they are able to support themselves and support their families. And I hope some of them find those big deals. I hope that McKenzie Mellon finds that that place that pays him $2,000 an hour. That would be phenomenal. You know, I really hope that, that it happens for them because, you know, they, they deserve it. And, yeah, yeah. They, get, they get a free education. I understand that, you know, that, 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 that is a part of it. But let's be real. The majority of these guys are going to college for one, one thing, and that's to play football, to try to make it to the NFL. A lot of them, the, 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 the degree is secondary. Not everyone's a modern role. Not everyone is, uh, you know, as focused on education as they are in their sport. So let, let, let's just all have a, a reality check now. Yeah, and I was just going to say, like, I, I completely agree with you. You know, it, it's great to have that athletic scholarship. It's great for a lot of these athletes that they're going to be able to go through college, you know, without student debt and everything. Like, the scholarships are great. But at the same time, a lot of these guys don't have a lot of spending money or they have family members that aren't well off. And if they could make a profit off their likeness like they can now, now they can support those family members. And, you know, I, th I just think in the long run, like this is going to help out a lot of athletes because this doesn't just apply to the guys in college. This also now applies to prospective recruits that are considering Florida State and other colleges. And I just really think, you know, opening up the income stream for these guys who, like you said, Nate, so much of their time is taken up by playing, playing football and all the things that come with it, the offseason conditioning the practices, the weightlifting, they don't have a lot of time to go out there and work a normal job. So just giving them this opportunity, it's going to completely revolutionize college athletics. In my opinion, I think now, you know, the power really is starting to be shifted into the hands of the players. And, and that's how this game should be. Yeah, no, it opens up a lot, man. This changes college football quite a bit. I think it's more of the better than what I think some people are saying. It's, it's a smaller amount of people that are doing it and tweeting and whatever, but you know they're saying it's going to be a negative effect on college football. But this was going to come either way. I mean, a lot of stuff is changing mm. nowadays, and there's so many more opportunities to make money. Definitely as a younger person, you can make money like this, but the whole factor of, you know, this might even help businesses too. Local businesses can really take advantage of this too, and, it, and I think it helps a lot for college towns. Yeah, I, I would. I was just saying that Carlos isn't on tonight because I would really like to hear his opinion on how yeah. it would have made his, his time in college different. You know, because you know, I, agreed. It, yeah, I, I could tell stories, uh, seeing tough stories of you know recruits I've seen co in contact with, and then and then you know stay friends with them throughout the college experience and, and just how much they struggle just to get by because they get dog crap for their, uh, for their uh, time and effort and focus and everything. So, and we've all been college students, you know, just being a college student in general, the, the focus you have to put on there for your, to, you know, if, to really focus and, and get the grades you want to get. It's a lot of time, and they're held accountable to 
hold a certain GPA, have to go to, you know, study halls and tutoring and all this stuff. It's just so much time. So I'm happy for him. One of the things that was going on tonight is a local place, Miller's Ale House. And this was majority of the Dreamland crew uh, that is there. And, you know, you've got Devontae Love Taylor. You've got Jordan Travis, who's also over here on the side. Uh, Karen McDonald, who has always been working on his brand since a couple of years now. He's been working on that. He's also got his own YouTube over there. You've got also Milton. You know, he, Milton's actually charging 2 k an hour. 2k an hour for whichever whatever that's going to mean i don't know if that's just a we'll meetup. never get him on this show <laughs> no not with my cheap ass i don't think that's going to work I, we got to fix that that pay rate there uh hourly rate mckenzie then maybe we'll be able to grab you on here but you know you also got walk on uh, gino english over here you know this is also you know this is kind of the opportunity here for um for restaurants to take advantage of, you've got local businesses that can do this. And, you know, from what I, from what, uh, a person there covering it said that there was not, you know, they weren't paying anybody to come do autographs tonight. It seems like Miller's L house hooked the whole thing up. You know, there was people getting autographs for the last couple of hours. I don't know if they're still hey, there or not, but we, we, we it's really better, cool to see. We better get one of these guys to do our intro because you know, all these other FSU podcasts are going to do it. Yeah, well, I would hate to remove Deion Sanders from our intro and put in it, Gino it, English. It, 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 it's time to update it, bro. <laughs> I don't think so. I get compliments all the time about uh, our intro. Uh, you're going to start getting killed in the reviews. People, that's about the number one thing people <laughs> give us a five-star for. That's the only thing, Nate. Why is it Deion Sanders? Deion Sanders, Peter Warg, Charlie Ward. That's great. So, so Alder, Jr. In, and then Gino throw English. In, throw in... Amari Gaynor or Dontavious you know, Jackson. Yeah, throw, throw, in, throw in someone. You pay him a couple hundred bucks, man. All these FSU podcasts are going to do it, so just be ready. Oh, there's going to be a lot of things. I've already got a hey, few this, ideas in mind. Hey, this is the uh, XXXX. Whoa, blah, blah, whoa. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, XXX. <laughs> what I, I, what I, are I, we moving into now? I, I had a sense of myself from mentioning like a specific walk on. I didn't want to make fun. So, <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my goodness gracious. Dustin, you shared a little funny story with me <laughs> uh, that I thought was hilarious. You might be able to uh, describe it a little bit more before I go to my DMs here. But, you know, this <laughs> is a funny, this is a hilarious reason of using your first yeah. NIL. So the thing about NIL to me is like, it's so new and you just really like, I mean, it's day one. So we really don't know how guys are going to be able to really utilize this yet. And I think it could lead to, you know, a lot of funny sponsorships or just like some hilarious things. So Logan, go ahead and put it up. Yeah. Let me go and share the screen here. I'm not sure. I have no idea who this person is. I was just on Twitter earlier and I saw this. <laughs> but so, so Nick Wagman, this is his first NIL sponsorship. As a student athlete, I'm honored to use the new NIL laws to partner with my first brand. At Kyle Solomon 5 needs help finding a girlfriend. Any girls out there interested? Hit his DMs. Hashtag ad. <laughs> I mean, this is untapped greatness. We're going to have some things come out of this. It's going to be hilarious. You know, you got a homie in the frat, let's say, like, you know, 
you've got, you know, say Gainers and a frat. He's got a friend there. He's having a hard time finding a lady. It's hard to do in Tallahassee at FSU, but, you know, he's having a tough time. Boom. 15 bucks on Venmo. Boom. I'll put out a tweet for you to help you out. And dang, you've got like five, 10 DMs for you. <laughs> Shoot. Nate, you could have utilized that quite a bit back in Can your day. You what? Getting help on getting some. Man, get out of here, dude. <laughs> man, oh, well good. Man. What do you well want? Good. What do you? I know it's been a thirteen-hour day. It's been a thirteen-hour day. But like you said, you get to enjoy it with us. We make you smile uh, and happy. I, I, I just don't need no stupid-ass comments like that. <laughs> I thought they were accurate. Uh, going on no. to the next, the next you, you one. Wrong. Yeah, right. You You're wrong. smiling. You're smiling. Yeah. I'll see you at the tailgate. Am I up next on the list? For what? For the am I the am I on the card for the boxing nah, match? Man. Apparently I'm being booked for something, you know. <laughs> I gotta oh, we gotta start getting some sponsorships going there for that. We event. we forgot okay. to mention this one, but another way that the NIL is being utilized as athletes are, are signing deals to work with different websites. So for instance, uh, today, I believe it was stockrisers.com announced that um, FSU basketball players, Matthew Cleveland and Cam Fletcher will be doing a weekly blog about their experiences with FSU basketball, as well as some kind of um, video content as well. So That's Logan, good. go get us some help, get some of these guys come in and, it's kind of like how we had, you know, with Luke Allmeyer doing his blog, you know, he did yeah. a weekly or a monthly one time a month blog and kind of gave the rundown of what he's doing in high school, you know, his relationship with Florida State, how that's going, how the, how the what the coaches are telling them to work on. It's kind of like that. I think it's going to be, I don't know, it's so early on to tell how this is going to work, but, you know, now recruits can kind of do almost the same thing. The NCAA is allowing like it. That will be, um, will will lean towards being politically correct. You know, they're not gonna. I think they'll be very guarded in what they say. Yeah, you know, most likely. Quick question here, real quick. This was from earlier, but this is from our guys at my uh, cool. He's asking, Yo, Logan is Skinner a silent commit? What do you guys think on that? I did ninety-seven percent. I did ninety-seven percent confidence. I'm pretty pretty set on, on it right now not 97.36 eight eight three i think i said whatever whatever i said 97 you're green with uh nate delu i will say that i do not think that skinner is silently committed to florida state at this time but it wouldn't surprise me if it happens on his official 10-4 one last thing here on i think that's stupid <laughs> Well, I mean, I can't argue with that. (laughs) (laughs) One last thing with the NIL. It's craziness going on today. It was told, you know, Kurt Weiler was there from Tallahassee Democrat and talked with Devontae Love Taylor, and he mentioned that he will only be doing this kind of stuff, only the NIL stuff during the offseason. He won't be doing it during uh, the season. This is all up to the players, of course, on what they want to do and how they want to take care of their time and such, but I thought that was a pretty interesting Thing there from a Devontae Love Taylor's point of view, he's going to be making sure this is done once football season gets started. He'll be just focusing on it during the offseason. So thought I'd mention that before we move on. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I may be wrong for saying this, but I don't really care. Um, you know, 
I, I, I've been around the block <laughs> a little bit longer than y'all. So the yeah, you know, while they're at it, just legalize marijuana and and let <laughs> let let these let these kids what be college football players. <laughs> you know. You know, man, they should, they should Dustin, you worried about my clickbait? Man, I got it this week, baby. <laughs> they, they legalize drugs for college football players. Well, it's like clickbait. No, go uh, ahead. No, I no, I I think it's a good conversation to have. Look at the no, uh, NBA like, and then now the NFLs. Let's just be serious for a second, okay? Like let, let's real talk. Percentage wise, uh, I like to hear out of the eighty-five scholarship football players, Florida State has. Or any school. Not, let's not just say FSU. Any school. How much do you think um, participate in in the the usage of of the plant? Well, I would say zero, because that would be against the rules. That we're having a serious conversation here. <laughs> if you don't want to participate, put beat on. Logan, Logan, I think you- it's I, well. I think there's a, a high. I think there's a high percentage. I think there's. A, High percentage. If you look back at like 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 higher than seventy five, I'd say right now I'd say on FS. Oh my god, on a college football team, I say (laughs) sixty percent. I'm I'm keeping it as well. In like five years, it'll be different. I'll be able to tell. I'll be able to say blah blah blah. Smoking this blah blah blah. But right now, got to be this way. I would say sixty percent. Yeah, of a college football team. I'll, I'll say the majority. Okay. The majority. So I think it's stupid that these college football players are getting in trouble for it when now you've seen the NFL back up off it, the NBA. You know, I I, I don't particularly participate in, in smoking of the herb. It's just not my thing. But I understand the alternative versus pain pills and all that kind of stuff. That's where I'm coming from on it. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of them, um, you know, a lot of people got been out of shape about. You know, Calvin Johnson saying that he smoked weed every day. Who cares? The alternative of it was the opioids and everything. A lot of these guys do it. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, whatever. It's part of them growing up. But a lot of them do it for the, the, the pain relief. So a lot of these, some of these kids are getting in trouble because they're trying to find an alternative to, you know, taking Oxycontin or Hydrocodone because they're hurt. So I, I I think while now they're getting paid, they should not get suspended or kicked off teams for weed. If they're dealing it, that's a different story. But it, it, if they are, are participating to try to find an alternative medicine versus pain pills, I, I, I think that it's time to visit that too. So just to wrap this up, I would like to explain to the viewers that the NIL rules do not allow drug dealing. <laughs> <laughs> so still, that is not allowed yeah. in it. But no, that's a conversation that is going to be the next one, though. It kind of is going yeah. in tears now, but it is growing and growing and growing. No, but like you because you're watching to, the NFL start to make yeah. some changes in that too. You have to think it as a competitive advantage. Because whether we want to talk about it, you know, if you want to get real and have a real discussion about it, you know, it's, you know, it's still part of what these kids do, um, whether we like it or not. Um, it's going to be an advantage for state schools that can allow players to make money and then they don't have the, uh, the laws that really can get you in trouble for, you know, a dime sack. Sorry, you know. 
this discussion just went completely off base. But I, <laughs> I, I, I like it. I, we need I, you I, more work more I thirteen hour shows happening. I, I I felt that you know it just popped in my head if we're gonna really just allow these kids to get paid, it's time to take off the other stupid rule and that's and that's weed. <sighs> Man. See, this is why we're different than other podcasts. Yeah, it's just a little bit different. I'm just you like I, th- I think it's a good conversation. Keep my mouth shut. Oh well, dang, Dustin. I feel like you'd have a pretty interesting point of view on it out of all of us on here, but I think you're being silent on us. I was going to say, what about cocaine? Okay, now we need to move on. Really? <laughs> well, real quick. Speaking of, well, okay, I need to watch. Uh, some not so great news to kind of finish us off. Then we'll go into some really good news to. Uh, before we go into basketball real quick, but uh, some news earlier this morning, Tamarion Terry, I hate after that we're leading. Hey, we're leading. This, I got to get off here. Yeah, go ahead. After, uh, this. after this, but yeah, Tamarion Terry. Well, I tweeted yesterday, uh, Tamarion Terry was let go from the Seahawks. They, he was waived. And I was like, eh, that kind of almost a little shocked me a little bit. Some people were expecting it, but I thought that was pretty interesting because I thought he'd do very well with the Seahawks there. If he just mm-hmm. stayed just you know, on course. Just, just to interject real quick, why, why did you tweet about tomorrow on Terry getting released? Because I, I know you didn't break the news. Just uh, chasing be, that clout. Because I cover Florida State athletics, and he was a former. Could have just retweeted. No, because it was from a site that I didn't really want to retweet to allow to get bad views. But he, uh, let me say real quick before tomorrow, Terry, he was indicted uh, on a felony murder. Indicted, charged. Indicted. Yeah, indicted. Sorry, indicted. <laughs> indicted is that better for you nate indicted, indicted on a felony murder charge uh he was well, around man. along with 11 people and the investigation happened back in a 2018 shooting which he was a registered freshman at florida state then i, I think it's sad man you know i hate i hate it for him man you know i i hate it because you know the the guy has um all the talent in the world to be a really good football player. Um, you know, with, you know, the, the tail end of his career at Florida state, you know, went sour um, in, in some fans eyes, but you know, I, I think he really gutted out that Notre Dame game. And, and I had a lot of respect for him after that game, uh, just for his, his pushing through that. Um, I, you know, I hate it because he busted his ass to, you know, get to Florida state and maintain his grades and push through everything. And then, you know, a lot of these kids just can't leave that, that life at at home, man. It it sucks. Um, You know, I I believe in, you know, innocent until proven guilty, but you know, 11 guys being indicted and, you know, just you read the articles that are out today. It just seems like that it's going to be a, tough road to hoe for him and it's really kind of sad to see yeah that talent you know that was at florida state man and it's i hate hearing this kind of news you know we won't go into deep it's not our um we're not in the kind of news business like this so i would suggest y'all just go read up on your own stuff it's not our area, but you know, it, it just absolutely stinks to hear this kind of news for a guy with such crazy talent, man. And I was hoping that he was going to excel there in Pete Carroll's offense in Seattle. I thought it was a beautiful spot for him. 
Hey, yeah, um, up, opposite, you know, Metcalf with Wilson and then a really solid run, running game. You know, the fact that Wilson likes to stretch the field, it, it fits him. It, it was a really good fit, but damn. And, it, and you know, it might have got, it might have been going very well for him up there, but you know, it's something that has happened way back when, back in 2018. And that's what, what got him. And, and it just sucks to see. So and b- b- before I get, get off here, um, I'll, I'll, I'll wonder if, you know, the NFL does such a great job of background checks. I wonder if that's why he didn't get drafted. I wonder if there was something going on. If there if had they, to have been, maybe that's I, a good I, point. I, I wonder if they found out about something, you know, you know, they find out everything about you. It's like the FBI, really. You know, they, they find out everything about you. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I don't know for sure. I'm just. <laughs> well, Nate is. <laughs> well, we just lost Nate either. I bet his phone died. His phone definitely died. <laughs> I love how it just plops him out of there. Uh but yeah, we'll 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 keep an eye on that. Bye, Nate. Hope you sleep good. Good seeing you. But uh, I wanted to jump in here real quick to kind of go from that not so fun news to hear to some awesome news. I woke up. I didn't even tweet it today. I didn't get my clout really fully, Dustin, because this tweet was going to be fire. College football returns next month, Lou. Oh yeah, I guess it does. Next month, college football. College football's back, baby. It's coming. It's crazy to think that it will have a game next month, and hey, it feels well, good. Over the weekend, I actually learned that my fiance is she's going to be out of town the weekend of the Notre Dame game. So I am pretty excited. I'm going to have the whole. I guess that'll probably be the second Saturday of the season, <clears throat> but to me, that's really week one because you're going to have you know Alabama, Miami, and then <clears throat> I forgot who I forget who Clemson's playing, but. There's some really good kickoff kickoff uh, day games on that Saturday that I'm really looking forward to watching. Then the next day, I'll just be able to mosey on over to the stadium, watch Florida State play Notre Dame at night. It's going to be a nice time. Can't wait. And then you're going to do the instant reaction for us at 2 a.m., right? Now we can discuss it later. Don't worry. We can talk about it. But going back to you know next month, they're actually in football. The games that will be in that will be played are Nebraska at Illinois. That's at 1 p.m. on Fox. You've got UConn at Fresno State, 2 p.m. on CBS Sports Network at 3.30. we got a little Hawaii at UCLA. little primetime afternoon matchup on ESPN. And then to finish off the night, we got a big time primetime games here. UTEP at New Mexico State at 9.30. Come on now. We love our friends over there in New Mexico State. (laughs) And then you've also got Southern Utah at San Jose State at 10 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. I don't know. Why did you lead off with big time? I was obviously being sarcastic, D-Lo. I was actually excited. I didn't know it was coming. (laughs) Give your hopes up. I'm so sorry. I gave your hopes up. Um, But then... For week one, you know, we start we start get going. We I don't know if we could talk about them now. Why not? We just mention it just so people can start getting that feeling of college football and start smelling in the air. You've got East Carolina versus Appalachian State at seven thirty on Thursday night. Uh, another one to mention: Ohio State at Minnesota on Thursday night at eight p.m. So this thing is starting to get going 
like we're talking Thursday night before Saturday's big time. Uh, what? PJ Fleck? What are you talking about? Florida State supposedly wanted him. That boat is sinking. I think you, I think you forgot PJ Flex, a pretty pretty good coach. But uh, I yeah, think I care. They're at Minnesota too, and Minnesota has a very loud fan base. Now that there will actually be fans in attendance, it could be a wild environment. Delu, it could get crazy. That's at eight p.m. on Fox. I think it'll be a good game. I think you're sleeping on it. Uh, and so that's mainly the high key game. The big boy games there. And then on uh, Friday, you've got North Carolina at Virginia Tech at 6 p.m. Oh, my God, dude. That whole week, I'm just going to have to, like, make sure my Take cooler is Friday. loaded. Yeah, that's the big one on Friday night at 6 p.m. Virginia Tech and North Carolina. And then, oh, we got Michigan State at Northwestern that night at 9 p.m. on ESPN. And let the fun begin on Saturday. You've got Penn State at Wisconsin to start off at noon on Fox. I think that will be a, a really, really, really good game. I like that they're starting off the season like that with those two matching up with one another. Uh, and then going down here, you've got a game that probably won't last into the second quarter. Um, Alabama and Miami going at it and Atlanta at 3.30 primetime. Maybe C, not really primetime though. That's kind of... That's gonna one that you're gonna want to like kind of nap for. You're gonna have a little bit. You get to watch them get their ass beat, and then kind of take a little nap. Then moving on there, I mean, I might be missing some, but you know the big one's gonna be, of course, Clemson and Georgia. That one's gonna be a gigantic one. That one's actually gonna be in a neutral site game in Charlotte. That's at seven thirty on ESPN. You got LSU at UCLA on Fox at 8.30 that night, too, going along with it. <sighs> this just sounds like heaven. And then all you got left is two more matchups. Only one on Sunday, though. Notre Dame at Florida State. Prime time, 7.30. Only game being played on Labor Day weekend on that Sunday is Florida State and Notre Dame going at it. And then on Monday, Louisville versus Ole Miss. So, at 8 p.m. So you got a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. I, I'm feeling a little bit. I haven't really felt it fully yet. But we're getting there. But it's just good to say that, you know, college football will be back next month. We'll, we'll have a game to watch. Looking forward to it. I hope you are. Uh, one last thing before we jump off of here. Scotty Barnes, you were mentioning to me in the production meeting that it seems like his stock is rising. Austin talked about him last week quite a bit. But it seems like he's been performing well at these NBA combines. Yeah, he killed the combine. And I mean, the stuff that I've been seeing floating around recently is that some teams have really been impressed with where his shot improvement has went so far. So, you know, that was really one of the big knocks, I would say, on Scotty going into the NBA is just he doesn't really have that consistent um, shot from three-point range or from mid-range yet. And that's that's a really big part of his game that he's going to have to develop. I mean, you, you've seen it kind of with Ben Simmons on, on Philadelphia, you know, when a player doesn't believe in their jump shot, it's, it's just really hard to have them out there when the game is being played at the highest level in the playoffs. So that's going to be a huge focal point for Scotty. And I mean, the sooner that he can become more consistent, the better teams are going to feel about him. And, you know, that kid, he's a hard worker. So, 
I have a good feeling that he can get it done. And I mean, these private workouts leading up to the NBA draft, they're going to be really huge for him and for GMs to get a look at where his shot has progressed since the end of uh, his college season. Going on to an NBA guy that just had his season in, which sucks, but what a phenomenal way uh, for Terrence Mann to get his name out there in the playoffs, man. It was really fun to watch. The Clippers lose to the Suns, but when, I mean, his name, you got to think the Clippers are definitely going to want to focus on trying to keep him around. He played very well, he put his name out there across the world, man. It's It was so much fun to watch, but best of luck to him. Former, we got to hear the Spear alumni, man. We got to get him on to talk about his season, hopefully. Yes, sir. And I mean, the crazy thing to me, Terrence Mann has a non-guaranteed contract next year. I mean, how is that even possible? He's, wow. So, I mean, the Clippers are obviously going to pick that up. But after next season, I mean, he's in line for a decent extension. I mean, this is exactly one of, what we wanted to see from Terrence whenever he went into the NBA. You know, we knew he was going to hustle on defense. We knew he was going to fight for rebounds and, and really just play with heart out there. And it, it's the same thing with Scotty. I mean, it kind of came down to just getting – that consistent jump shot, feeling comfortable in an NBA offense with with how the speed is out there. And you really saw the light turn on for Terrence in these playoffs. I mean, you got – obviously, you remember the 39-point game, but there were a lot of games outside of that where he was showing skills that he hadn't necessarily honed in on at Florida State. So credit to Terrence Mann and credit to the L.A. Clippers developmental staff because they've done a great job. Absolutely. Really cool to see. And such a good guy, too. I love seeing his fiery um, personality, too, during that. Because I guess, you know, Austin was talking about, I guess he did do that in college quite a bit. I, I guess it's just more fun to see those a guy like him do it in the NBA and you know be around all those veterans, too, and still having that kind of energy. I love it. And I think it's great for growing his brand, too. So, And the Clippers absolutely love him. The fan base loves him, so. Good stuff. So best of luck to him and definitely. And Florida State basketball still needs to put number 14 in the rafters ASAP. Absolutely. 14 and number three. Yeah. Need to be hanging up there pretty yep. damn soon. I mean, you're you're wasting your time. What are you what are you waiting for? What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> well, guys, definitely appreciate everybody hanging out with us this evening. It was definitely fun. We went through a lot of recruiting. We went through a lot of recruiting, really. That was a majority of this podcast, but went through the new NLI that became its own craziness today. That's insane about you know all these kind of deals that are going on. It'll be fun to see. I think I I love business stuff, so it'll be really fun to watch some of these athletes and the kind of different brand deals, how much money they're getting, all that kind of stuff. It's fascinating to me. So be really interesting something i'm keeping an eye on too you know how, how does this work for outlets you know how does this work for you know national news places like what does this do for college athletics overall and it's going to be really fun to watch um but as always thank you so much for listening you can always listen to us on itunes google play spotify google play if you're on youtube right now we definitely appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button we're dropping five episodes, five videos a week right now at this rate. Uh, and we're also doing live videos once a week on Thursday nights at 830. So if you hit that subscribe button, it will show up on your feed. And hit the, if you want to, hit the like button down below. It's free. It's easy. It's really quick. By the time I probably said it, you probably could have done it. But if you just hit that like button, 
it would definitely help out the show. Y'all have a great rest of y'all's week. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you guys next week on Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Peace. Same color t-shirt Mama told me uh, not to sell work